The weather is finally getting warmer, so it's time to say goodbye to jackets and sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. I wanted to update my wardrobe for the long haul without spending a fortune. Luckily, I found Quince. Now I've got a lineup of timeless pieces that keep me looking effortlessly chic year after year, like premium European linen dresses, blouses, and shorts from $30, washable silk tops, timeless 14 karat gold jewelry, and so much more. The best part, all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost like the middleman that passes the savings on to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. I love that. I am so excited. I have two gorgeous, lightweight cashmere sweaters coming my way. One camel, one heather gray. I cannot wait to wear them in the warmer months when it's chilly in LA. Throwing them over my shoulders. Going to look so cute. Can't wait. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash judging Megan for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash judging Megan to get free shipping and 365 day returns quince.com slash judging Megan. And now back to the podcast. When you visit Arizona, time is measured in moments, not minutes. Like the moment your work stress disappears as you kayak through the canyons or the moment you discover the life changing effects of prickly pear chocolate. But nothing beats the moment you see the Grand Canyon for the very first time. Visit a new state of mind. Learn more at hereyouareaz.com. Hi, everybody. You are listening to Judging Megan with your host, Megan Judge. Um, before I introduce my guest, well, here's the thing. Okay, I'm I'm recording today in my like kind of like living room. So if you're watching on YouTube, this is a new space. Isn't this exciting, everyone? Um, for my five YouTube followers, I think I have a thousand subscribers. Where are all my subscribers? Are you just listening on Apple and Spotify? I need you to come watch on YouTube um, or just at least subscribe. That I would appreciate that. Um, also, I'm still a little bit hoarse. This thing is never going away. I w- finally went to the ENT. I'm going on steroids. I purposely didn't start the steroid pack before I recorded today because I did not want Dr. Gupta to be afraid of me. Everyone, I am so excited, honored, excited, really excited to talk about this topic because I've talked about it before. I'm very open with my own journey. Dr. Vivek Gupta is a board-certified obesity doctor, also an internal medicine doctor, I am actually going to see Dr. Gupta. He is a partner in the Mindful Wellness brand. So I had Dr. Shah on, shortened to Shah a few weeks ago. And now I'm having her partner in crime in her in her new venture on the podcast as well, because he can tell you a little bit more about this. But um, ladies and gentlemen, as we age, um, specific to women, um, everything starts to break down, like, right. Like we're, we're, I'm start, I'm in perimenopause. I'm in the thick of it. 
um, weight gain, skin issues, hair issues. So I think there is no better thing to go hand in hand as like weight gain. Like, so having the weight problem go hand in hand with the perimenopause, the menopause. So thank you, Dr. Gupta for coming on and thank you for your brilliance. This is so exciting for me and my listeners. We've all been put here for a reason and we all deserve acceptance. Judging Megan with Megan Judge. I'm a trauma survivor from a really young age and I have been diagnosed with complex PTSD in the past few years. I've been surrounded by death and abuse much of my life. I've been dragged through the mud and have been to the point of not wanting to go on anymore. Through my interviews with other survivors, I've learned that there is a way out. From recovering to surviving and thriving, we all have the strength to come out the other side. You are listening to Judging Megan. I mean, I really appreciate being able to come on to your podcast. Thank you so much. Well, I think, I think what you, I think your idea, also, I'm a huge fan of Dr. Shaw and I'll tell you. So when I recorded with her, I hadn't seen her in person. I had just talked to her and she came on the podcast and she blew me away. She also blew me away because I sat there with her. I don't know. Not many doctors sit with you for two and a half hours. She sat there with me for two and a half hours she gave me answers yes. to things I did not understand. I did not know. I'm a huge believer in her. I've, I hope I've had a lot of people reach out. So I hope people are reaching out to her because I'm going to tell you this woman is fantastic. So I am guessing that you're just as fantastic, if not more, just joking, mm-hmm. Dr. Shaw, than Dr. Shaw. Yeah, I mean, she's a, a, so I I think it's helpful, like, so a background. So I, you know, I started in the traditional medicine system as a hospitalist, and I I actually went into uh, management. I was managing a PCP clinic, a PT clinic, skill care nursing facilities. Then three years ago, um, I kind of, uh, I continue to do that on this, I actually did both, but three years ago, I started this clinic called Mindful Weight Loss. And in the last year, I left the admin part, but you know, modern medicine is like difficult. There's a lot of different pressures, you know. um, So, but I found like starting this, you know, and all of our patients, we meet with them in our first visit for a really long period of time, right? Which is very different than unfortunately the 15 minute appointments that we get. And there's reasons again for that, but I think this is the true way of practicing medicine because we can actually get to know people, right? And then it's like, how can you really help people without truly getting to know them and everything about them? So I'm really, help, I'm, again, I keep using the same word, but I'm grateful I was able to like, you know, start this. And then we started with Dr. Shaw, you know, um, we just started this uh, new venture with her because she has the same type of thinking where really it starts with the biologic approach, right, to this issue. Like, so um, what I start, and I'm not sure if this is the right time, but I'll just say it. Like, it's go, basically go for it. go that, for it. okay. So, so what we start with, right, is that 70% of us struggle for that, with this issue, right? 70% of us um, have BMI. 70% of right? us struggle with weight gain. We'll, we'll start on Yes, urine. with weight. Yes. Okay, yeah. with so weight. So more yeah. specifically, 70% of us have a BMI over 25 in America, yes. right? So we, we just described BMI has, you know, obviously there's more, we could talk about that as well, but it just shows this is not like an individual issue, 
If seven out of 10 humans struggle with something, it shows there's something systemic going on. And really the truth of the matter is, it's because we all live in this food environment where these companies make trillions of dollars pushing all this high fat, high sugar, low fiber, ultra processed foods that are more addictive than cocaine even, mm-hmm. right? Like we've proven that fMRI studies and just being a human in the world, right? Is that, right? And so what I would say is that, um, you know, the central principle of being a human is we all seek to escape suffering. And my line is, there's suffering in the world and Doritos feel good, right? And so that's the main reason why we have this issue. If you put all of this addictive stuff around us 24-7 and we have these busy, stressful lives, of course we're going to get it, right? And so I got a master's of public health when I was younger. And initially, you know, I was like, oh my gosh, we have to like change the food system, the farm bill. We shouldn't have 14 McDonald's from here to anywhere else. We should change the whole thing, pull it out by its roots. But unfortunately... That is difficult to do, as we all know, in this world, right? And so we can't do that. So, But using that approach and really understanding it and internalizing it, which is not an intellectual thing, it's a practice thing, um, by the way that we do. But basically, we can use that approach, right, to really as opposed to all the guilt and shame that, you know, so I've struggled with weight in my life. I feel this. I see all my patients. Um, I have a lot of patients who don't go to doctor's appointments again because of this guilt and shame, unfortunately, because in medicine, we're not conditioned to deal with this um, or trained to deal with this. But basically, we can use that to actually start with self-compassion and look at our lives with true empathy to find true interventions that work. Okay. So that was what, a long I'm gonna, what I'm going <laughs> to say is, and I love every second of it, um, women, well, I'm going to talk a specific, I'm going to use myself as an example, because sure. why not? This is my podcast. Yeah. You're my guest. Why not humiliate myself? I'm joking. <laughs> um, I am very open with my lifelong struggle with food. I'm a recovering, I'm a recover. I believe I was bulimic for all of my teens and twenties. Um, my metabolism up and down, um, got into perimenopause in my forties. I was one of those people. I was an actress when I was young. So I could constantly just like be like, I was always curvy, but I could go on a diet. I could lose 10 pounds. You know, I could do, I could control it. Then all of a sudden, you know, we do, like you said, have an obesity crisis in our country and food and alcohol, all the things that are in our faces that we didn't, it didn't seem to be a problem in prior years, but it's because all the chemicals, all the stuff that's in our food, et cetera. But also women do not want to be, and most of my audience is female. So I'm just going to tell you that they do not, we don't want to be pushed aside in our forties and fifties. We're not our grandmothers, right? My grandmother, God rest her soul. I loved her. Both my grandmothers, they had like perms, And they were, you know, they were wearing like granny clothes and it was fine back then to have a little bit of extra weight on your body. And, but we're in a different time. Women want to feel like they're still young. We have all the science on our faces. We have Botox, we have fillers, we have plastic surgery has come. Like, I don't even know how far from just even five years ago. So why Uh, not match up how our faces can look and our bodies can look and everything else just going together. So for this long winded thing that I'm telling you, I was like over COVID drink, like, like so many women drinking every day, 
starting at three o'clock, no, no, right. shoving food yeah. in my face, depressed, I put on a solid 20 pounds. And Try. that was so upsetting because I, when I really started working at it, I could not lose it. Yeah. And so I, we're going to talk about this now. I yeah. took the route like so many other women are doing now of taking, like going to the doctor, sitting. And I will say this because I know they don't listen and it is kind of frustrating. So I'm excited to see you. Well, what are you doing? Are you exercising? Yeah. I exercise five days a week. Yes. Are you eating right? Yeah, I'm Guilty eating right. Shame. And yeah. it's almost like you're made to feel like there's yes. something wrong with you. Oh my gosh, yes, yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I just want to start oh, there. And then, so and, so yeah. first, before I go into the rest, tell me how you yeah. feel about that. No, I mean, I totally, that is such the experience of all my patients, like seeing, you know, the majority of the medical establishment. I mean, okay, so like when I went through med school, when I went through training, like we don't get any training in any of Right. Mm -hmm. Like it's only because I got boarded in obesity medicine. I'm in this field that mm -hmm. I can see. And I've struggled with it myself and I just see all my patients. I can see how horrible that is because it's always like you go to the doctor that you have like your blood pressure is high or your sugars are high or whatever. And they go, oh, you have to lose weight. But then it's always like the onus is on the patient because they're saying like, oh, my gosh, this is your fault that you have done this. Right. Yeah. And even the kinder version of this is like, oh, you can try harder. It's frankly just BS, right? I, it's like, I think the thing you have to understand, we all have to understand is we're all in this thing, this system, this food system, this environment that is so like, that just leads to this issue, right? That over and over and over and again, that's why I always stress, we have to actually practice self-compassion, right? And it's not, again, it's not something we can think our way to, but that's what we do in our clinic. And we use mindfulness, we use coaching, we use therapy, we use everything, right? Nothing's off the table. We talk about literally everything, right? Because it is biological. And now there's been a lot of good studies in the last 10 years that have actually elucidated a lot of this, right? Because actually yeah. when we lose weight, so the whole thing is this whole system was made for to evolve for hundreds of thousands of years. And what you said was totally spot on. Like this new food system has only existed for the last 70 years, mm -hmm. right? This industrial food farm machine, right? For hundreds of thousands of years, the ones who survived were the ones who can go out into the world, find calories, store them on themselves forever and keep them on in the famine, war, plague, whatever it be, right? At least in our time and place, right? We have now actually everywhere. When you look at 8 billion humans, more people now have diseases of too many calories rather than too few, which is crazy, right? And that's mm -hmm. just like, uh, it's an amazing thing when I like learned that and read that, but it just, again, shows that the way we're dealing with it, going back to your original question of like, this is on you, this is your fault, you have to deal with this. Like, why aren't you dealing with this? It's just so wrong headed, right? Because again, for the simple fact, I mean, it's having a patient today and I was talking to her about this and you just can't argue if seven out of 10 humans struggle with something, it is, that cannot objectively be true. Additionally, we now have these biological mechanisms that when we lose weight, we actually get hungrier. Um, we actually get less full and, but the hardest, hardest, hardest thing in the world. And this was really proven by the um, biggest loser study, right? Which really validated a lot of people's experience actually. So what they did when they took people uh, who were on that show six yeah. years later, they studied, right? And they found that compared to a person who never gained weight, 
that person had to eat like 400, 500 calories less just to maintain, right? So basically you have two people who are hundred pounds or like, like 200 pounds. One person gains a hundred and loses it. Another person never gains any weight, right? That person who lost the hundred pounds has to eat much less than this person who never gained weight just to maintain their weight. And, and, and these are and all the so, metabolic factors. And so they also all, the majority of them, without some of the new things that we're going to talk about, have gained the weight back. Yes. And, yes, exactly. And, and so it's a vicious cycle. I mean, if you go to other countries, they make fun of Americans for many reasons. And many of my listeners are all over the world. So thank you for listening wherever you are. I really appreciate it. We also lack in the United States, the exercise, we don't walk everywhere. Our foods are not I would clean. like to push back on that though. As, as you a don't, food you, system am I moves, wrong? Okay, go well, ahead. Well, I just think as a, food, as a food system moves to all over the world, we're having rates of obesity everywhere. So even we countries are. where my parents are from India that have okay. a lot of malnourishment have a ton of obesity. Okay. Europe is like struggling with it. China, South Korea, the only country that has been actually able to buck the trend is Japan. Japan has not like struggled with it despite South Korea and China have. So I, I would not, say that I didn't this know a, this. I didn't know this. You're yes. teaching me something. I hope you're, so I mean, this I is a fun, and this just shows how much, well, yeah. I mean, this just shows how much of a fundamental nature of this food system this is, you know? Cause they're starting to eat, not it, all of the foods all over the world are changing, but also um, yeah, as we evolve as human beings, let me ask you this. So there's a lot of controversy going around about semaglutides and trizepatides. And sure. I am a huge believer in them. And let me tell okay. you why. Okay. And I know that you're a believer in them too. Um, I, I have struggled with yo-yo dieting. I, I can't even, I, like I told you in the beginning, since I was a teenager, my metabolism got all messed up. Now I'm in, you know, older, it's really, really hard. It also does a number on you. Like if you lose weight and then you gain it back and it just creeps back up, like if you eat badly for one day. So I want to go talk about some of the amazing advances in medicine and some of the myths that are not true and some of the realities of things that you really need to look out for and worry about. I will tell you this. I have tried, um, I have tried the, um, Manjaro and I'm somebody that was not approved because insurance would not take me. So I got it, a sample of it. And right away I was like, what is this stuff? This is the most amazing yes. thing I've ever like taken. It did cause some side effects, which we can go into, but I was like, this is amazing. But then I couldn't get it. And then I, my insurance company literally wrote me a letter, no lie. And it said, it said, tried, it said something along the lines and we'll talk about insurance companies. I don't mean to yes. be mean, but. No, no, we could talk about all that. Yeah. Okay. It said something like, why don't you try diet and exercise? It was something yeah. along those lines. And I was literally yeah, like, is this a joke? It's so frustrating. So I couldn't get approved to do that route. And then. I decided I was going to go the route of the the compounded route, okay? Yep. But the thing about the compounded, which I want you to break down all of the different types, is yes. it makes me nervous because I'm not under a doctor's care. So yep. how do you know 
And I've had a lady on that lost 105 pounds on Manjaro. I, so I'm a huge believer in this. Yeah. But I want you to break down what is going on. What is happening okay. right now with all of this noise and the people that are saying, you're stealing my Ozempic. You don't need yeah. to be on it. They see me and, uh, you know, or they yeah. see women and they're like, you're too skinny. I'm not saying they're saying that to me, but like, why are you stealing no, our Ozempic? So let's start there. Saying, yeah. Only patients yeah. are struggling with all this stuff. So, yeah. Okay. So I think it's important um, if, if um, you know, you'll humor me for a little bit to explain the mechanism of these medications. Cause I just met with the patient right now, like so many med spas are giving it to people and they're not explaining anything. Right. Mm -hmm. So, okay. I, I think it's important. Um, so just to start from the beginning, we have these hunger increasing pathways in our body and hunger decreasing pathways. Okay. Um, the whole system is biased towards hunger increasing, but we do have these hunger decreasing pathways. And as food is moving down our GI tract, our pancreas intestines are releasing these fullness hormones called GLP, GIP, CCK, amylin. They go to our brain. They decrease our hunger. They slow our GI tract and make us feel full. So our body's normally doing this. So now we have created these beautiful new molecules that emulate these satiety hormones. So it's important to understand, I think, for the listeners and everybody, because this is confusing, that every like medicine has a, a molecule name and a brand name. Okay, so like you have ibuprofen, that's the molecule name. The brand name is Motrin and it's Advil. You have acetaminophen, which is a molecule name, and Tylenol is a brand name. So there's really only two medicines, right, in this actual mm -hmm. world. There's mm -hmm. semaglutide and terzapatide. Okay, semaglutide initially came out for diabetes in 2016, and it was branded the world famous Ozempic. Then Novo Nordisk got the FDA approval in 2021, right, for weight loss. And instead of saying now you can use Ozempic for weight loss, they rebranded it as Wagovi. Okay, so Ozempic and Wagovi are literally the same thing, right? Um, a lot of, unfortunately, a lot of doctors don't even know that. Like, they made it so confusing, these companies. Um, then we have this other medicine called Trizapatide, right? It emulates two satiety hormones. So where semaglutide emulates something called GLP, trizapatide um, really simulates GLP and GIP. Initially came out for diabetes and it was called uh, Manjaro. It literally last week got the FDA approval for weight loss. And that is called, uh, I don't know where they came up with this name, but it's called Zep Bound. Okay. So Wagovi is so too, weird. I, yeah, I'm just perplexed. I actually <laughs> talked to the um, reps yeah, and I'm yeah, saying yeah. like, why did you name this? this? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. It's the, it's so frustrating. Okay. But like Wagovi is to Zempic as Zep Bound is to Manjaro. So in 2024, everyone's going to be really hearing this name a lot, right? It's going to be everywhere. It's going to be all over the TikTok and everything, right? Um, then we have the compounder, right? So how compounded works is there's a law that says if a medicine is in short supply, you can compound it. And so these compounding pharmacies, what they do is they buy it from an FDA approved supplier, right? It's FDA approved. The supplier is FDA approved. And they're under the state board of regulatory, like in each of wherever the compounding pharmacy, you have to be under the board of regular, the state yeah. board of pharmacies, right? Okay. So um, what we do is, you know, we, we try to get our patients, um, we're pretty good about trying to get it in insurance. Um, but if you want to get into the <laughs> intricacies of insurance, so what it is, is that insurance companies put um, weight loss mitigations in, in their own category. And it's like an opt-in thing, not an opt-out thing. Meaning that it's all like, before it was all happenstance, whether like the your employer selected the plan. And it's not like the traditional things you think of like PPO, HMO. No, it's just whatever plan it is, if that plan had this weight loss medication thing in it, right? So you have to have that weight loss medication 
in, in it, right? And once you get in it, then there's all these other things. But frankly, you know, for insurance companies, every time they approve it, it's money out of their pocket, unfortunately. So that's why the system is very complicated and nuanced. We do really, I understand it very well because I, you know, I worked for, I worked for a company that kind of dealt with this a lot and mm -hmm. we work really hard to get it um, through insurance and do the appeals and do all that stuff and verse, well versed in it. But if we can't, then we also use compounding. But I think that in terms of the issues, right, I 100% agree with you. These medications are revolutionary, right? Because the thing is that um, and tell me if, whenever you want me, I, I can talk forever. So about this. No, so I'm like, literally there's, there's when I knew I was interviewing you. So I was in Palm Springs and I was like, I have to race home. I cannot wait to talk to you. I could talk oh, to you. And I think sweet. my yeah. listeners w like want to know this stuff. Cause there's so much, yeah. there's so That's, much, so much um, in, inaccurate yeah. information. Also like yes. we're the culture of social media and you hear like, you know, one bad thing, one good thing about it. And pe yeah. and women specifically are like, what? Yeah. I can lose 20, the 20 pounds I've been struggling with. Are you joking? Yes. But then we're also hearing stuff like, you know, some lady just died in Australia because she was, mm. you know, so there's all kinds of stuff going on. So that's why when you talk about the difference of going through, like I have a friend, I won't say her name, that ordered hers through TikTok and it's, and it's through a compounded wow. pharmacy. I was like, how do you TikTok. know? Yeah. How yeah. do you know like what it is? And so that's a whole separate thing, but yeah, like keep going, keep talking. So, yeah. So I, I think my whole view, on, okay. So what I tell people and like, there's nothing natural about our food system. You know, when you step out the door, all of these things are constantly increasing our hunger increasing pathways, right? And so what these medications do is like actually make it a fair fight, right? It's increasing our hunger decreasing pathways, right? And like I was saying, like, you know, yes, the true solution may be, again, to change our food environment, make it so when you're driving around, like, it was the, it's so backwards, right? The fact that like the easiest things in the world to do when we're driving around and doing stuff is to get the Taco Bell or whatever, right? Rather than like getting out of a car, going to somewhere, or getting a much better food. Like if we lived in a much more functional world, it would be the opposite. It would be, you'd have to go out of your car, go into a place, and that's where you'd get the addictive ultra-processed things. And by the way, we're learning a billion things about ultra-processed things. So just, I want to frame this by saying like, when we're talking about this, this is a tool, right? And like how much disease does like Pepsi Cola and Nabisco and all these things cause every single day, right? And so like we all as humans have the status quo bias, right? Like we think that doing nothing is better than doing something, right? Like these are tools, right? And that's why, you know, I agree. Like every medicine, every tool you have to balance between effect and side effect. I think a lot of horror stories are because they're inadequately um, dosed, right? People either go up too fast or it doesn't work because people aren't going fast enough and they're not going. And you can use them and I use them in very um, interesting, creative ways, right? Like I go up and I go down. I use them every two weeks. I can use them like take people off, put people on. I can microdose in different ways, but you use them as a tool that they are. But I think that like so often, I bet you the food companies are going to start funding negative research, like negative publicity on these soon. But like, um, I think that like so often it's just like, yes, there's cases, of course. And I'm not saying like we should be 
like, you know, again, the ordering from TikTok or whatever, like working with, the, like, you know, I would encourage people to work with us or somebody, you know, a, a specialist, right? Like who can actually do this well. But again, like, you know, the alternative is we just live in our world where we're with these addictive foods every day. We're like going to pick up our kids. We're like trying to do work. We're trying to get home, right? And do this. Like there's reasons why we do these things, right? And so like, again, I bring it back to self-compassion. What I say, what that means operationally is that we do things for a reason and we don't do things for a reason. And too often we, in those reasons, we deal with guilt and shame and criticism. Like, oh, I should get up five, like five hours early and work out. Or I should come home and do something like whole 30 and cook for three hours, which is ridiculous. That's stupid. You shouldn't expect anybody to do that. Right. And so instead, like understanding those reasons, we can figure out like, okay, maybe it's not that maybe let's work on like, okay, let's do something equally as easy. Let's get pre-made meals or something. Right. And of course the medicines are integral parts of these things. Right. If people are comfortable with it and everything. Well, what I'll say also is, and I'm going to use myself as the guinea pig because I'm very open with these things. Cause I think I, it, what really drives me nuts. And I brought this up when Dr. Shaw was on, is when women are lying about it. I mean, it's fine. It's your business. You don't, but what the real housewives, right? They're all on TV. They've suddenly all lost 50 pounds, (laughs) maybe not 50, but like 30, (laughs) 40. And they're saying one, one in particular said she was, she went on some like menopause medicine and lost the weight. Well, honey, that's not, that doesn't happen. And yeah, I um, I, yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, I have a lot of thoughts on that too. I yeah, just, yeah, yeah. That's frustrating. That's so frustrating. Okay, so I mean, I tell my patients because there is a lot of guilt and shame, right? I always mm-hmm. tell them it's your business. Like, you have to do what's right for you, right? Like, yeah. Because often, sometimes, because of all this stuff, right? But I, I think it is different, like as a position of celebrity, right? I do think you know it's a lot of things with like you know it's the same things with um you know when when like it's this group think that causes people to feel more guilt and shame. And I'm hoping this doesn't come off as insensitive or something, but, you know, in some communities, like if someone had a miscarriage or something, they don't talk about it or, Mm -hmm. you know, and then again, like, I don't want to paint it as a hard brush. These are painful, difficult situations, but it just, at least just thinking about it, like more productive, like we're humans. If we share with each other what we're doing, it's only good for us. And it makes people, and I think like, wait, it's easier to have a more finer point on this um, because you could be more righteous a little bit, because like, I think that at least for people, maybe not on the meds, maybe like it was this host of the biggest loser, right? Like that judge, mm-hmm. like she was initially criti- critical of these meds. And it was so frustrating because the thing is like, her job is freaking working out for seven hours a day, right? Like, most of us, like all of us don't have that. We have other stuff to do. There's other things and whatever, like, even if, even if we don't want to, that's equally valid, right? This is like equally valid to how we want to spend our time on this planet. Right. So I think that like, it's so, there's so much equally like judgment. And I guess like, I don't want to put more judgment on people who don't reveal it, but I think like, I think I'm hearing like exactly what you're saying. Like it would just be helpful if nothing else, if people share their experiences. 
Shout out to Claritin for supporting this episode and providing us with samples. This time of year is the worst. I feel like I can't do anything and I can't enjoy my dinner because I can't taste my food and I can't work out because I feel tired and distracted. I can't even feel like I can host this show because my voice sounds like a duck. Luckily for those of us who live with the symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin Clear with Claritin D. Designed for serious allergy sufferers, Claritin D has two powerful ingredients in just one pill that relieve your allergy symptoms and decongest your nose so you can breathe better. I feel like I've been using Claritin D for probably a few months now, and I have really noticed a difference. I can work out. I'm not feeling like my eyes are watering and my nose is all stuffed up. I can speak without feeling like a frog has jumped into my throat. Ready to live life as if you don't have allergies? It's time to live Claritin clear. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter. Ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin clear. Use as directed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So therefore, I think that, I think that if more and it, again, it's a personal thing. Like I said, if you decide that you don't, you've suddenly lost 30 pounds and you don't want to tell people how, and you are like, I'm just working out and all this stuff. Well, let me be real. It makes people feel bad. It does. So maybe rethink that because what you're saying is making a bunch of women think like, let me give the housewife cause she's open about it. So I'm going to give her as an no. example. And yeah, um, yeah. if you're saying you're on a medic menopause medicine, like women are obsessed yes. with what they look like. So then all yes. these women are going to be running to the yes. doctor being like, how do you, how do I get this? Yeah, what is she on? Yeah. So yeah, I think there's, if you're in a position like that, that's a different. Yeah. So be transparent about it, you know? Yes. Um, so if I, I will use my platform, I'm not as obviously even a That's third amazing. or I love that. A, a pinch yeah. as famous as that person. But I started taking a, the, the Manjaro, so a trisepatide, very short time, yeah. lost like 10 pounds really quickly. Then I couldn't get it. So I'm going to tell my audience my story really quick, and then I'm going to go to you. Then I got yeah, put on Wegovy. And I got that sample from my doctor. And I, you know, I had all the side effects. Like I never had the nausea. I, I knew all the things to take, like to control like the digestive issues. I never went past the lowest dose. I went like up very, very slowly. And then I couldn't get it. My Like again, my insurance wouldn't. So, so I was on that. And then I told you I've been on the compounded medication and what has happened with me is I'll go on it and then I got really sick. So I had to go off of it. Then I took, so I've always been on like the lowest doses. So my weight loss has been 
so slow, like so slow that like some people, well, people probably would notice. I probably lost like 20 pounds, 20 of the pounds I was trying to lose. Which is not nothing. It's still really hard. Over That's seven like months. Oh No, over a year because I did some of it on my own. Um, So like over a year. And, and I, and I don't have like knock on wood. There has been times like if I go up in a dose, I went back down because I felt so bad and I started feeling so nauseous and I didn't take like anti-nausea. So can you kind of address what your thoughts are on, like use me for example, an example, because I am coming to meet with you on November 30th. You're welcome. That's our appointment day. Um, yeah. <laughs> and like what you would tell a patient about like going up a dose or, or going back down, like what, what yeah. you think on that? Let's start there. So this is methodological. This is what we do, right? So like mm -hmm. basically we, there's three variables this medicine affects, which is hunger, satiety, cravings. And I describe this as hunger, that feeling of hunger, cravings like, oh my gosh, I want that pizza. And satiety is like, I ate two bites of pizza, I'm full, right? Mm -hmm. And so we have to see what the effectiveness is, what's our rate of weight loss, so how we approach it, right? So there's basically like five main buckets that we think about with weight loss, mm -hmm. right? There's how much we eat, what we eat, sleep, stress, physical activity, right? You can't get around any of that, but the trick to this is making it easy, not hard, and that's what we help brainstorm. But what we do is we go, and then there's the side effects of the medicines, right? Clearly, like all the GI stuff and nausea, constipation. So we take all of that and we balance those things. Right. And that's how we decide. Right. Based on our results up to a max, we don't want to lose any more than two pounds a week. We're not always going to get that. But that's kind of what we go for. If we're not getting that, we optimize one of those things. But if we're um, that's how we approach this and we have to balance the effect, what we're getting and all that with the side effects. It's like a personal case, um, you know, with you, like. I'd love to know the individual dose that everyone will talk about this, but yeah, like, we could get, like, plan it. Yeah. 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 We'll talk about the actual individual doses and how we can actually construct this in a way to limit all that stuff. I do interesting things like I use prophylactic Zofran like the first few days. Cause the other thing is our body gets used to these molecules. So initially we may feel more side effects, but as we use them more, our body gets used to, it. you don't feel as much of the side effects. Right. And importantly, I think I, I would like to dispel a misconception in that like everyone thinks or a lot of people think that, oh, you lose weight because you're sick. That's not true at all. Right. The goal isn't to feel miserable with everything I do, but like it's definitely not to feel miserable from the medicine. Right. And so like you, it won't work if you're miserable. Right. This isn't that like this isn't that, you know, I have a lot of patients who have similar histories to you have eating disorders and all that other stuff. Right. Which has influenced all of this. And we deal with all of that, by the way. But mm -hmm. nonetheless, like we have to find a way to actually make this work in people's lives. But, you know, we can do that. It's like, like there's a lot of nihilism. Like, I think that would be described as nihilism. Like, oh, you can't do the medicine. It's too many side effects. Not like what you're saying, but what, you know, I'm just addressing what people are saying online. On the, you know, something, another thing I wanted to say is we're a culture of alcohol. I've, I'm very upfront about how I yeah. have struggled, not struggled. Well, I mean, I'm a wino. I love my Chardonnay. And, and sure. during COVID, I, and I've, I'm very upfront. I took several months off of drinking last year. I do not drink as much as I used to. The, what I love about these medications for me is it really curbs. I still drink on them, but I'm. it's not like I drink like I, you just can't. You. It takes away yes. your, your something in your brain. Maybe you can break this down because I know now 
they're, um, these medications are being studied in alcohols and al- alcoholics and cardiovascularly. So a lot of oh, yeah. cardiologists. Risk. Okay. Yes. So can you talk about that? Okay. So, um, I love this top, I love this area. So like a lot of my patients end up like, yeah, that's what, like when we use these medicines, like at least my patients are like, we, you know, stress protein, they're eating more protein, vegetables, drinking less. And actually, you know, as we continue, like, so, you know, I started this company as mindful weight loss and expanding it now to mindful wellness and like to have, we're gonna, like, I want to be at the vanguard of using these medicines for alcohol and substances. So that's definitely going to come like in January, February. I definitely want to use them as such because I've seen like I've seen more than a thousand people and like people are doing so well with these things. They're freaking amazing. They're awesome. I think like um, part of it is because a lot of the pathways are the same, right? Like, as I said initially, right? Like it triggers our brain faster than cocaine does. That's mm-hmm. like, because, and we know that, I mean, because we do the fMRI studies, but also like another medicine called Contra, which is a combination of bupropion and naltrexone right? We use for weight. Bupropion, it's an antidepressant, but we use for cigarettes. Naltrexone, we use for opiates and alcohol, but both these things we use for food. So these, this craving pleasure pathways, and now these companies, and I always just tell people like, like when you eat, when I eat ice cream, I want all the ice cream in the world. That's how much it like mm-hmm. affects my brain, right? That, I, that dopamine is like amazing, right? And, but when I eat like whole foods, fruits, vegetables, it doesn't. Like these products are just so designed to do that. It's well documented now. Like the chip people, right? The companies, if something's not selling as much, um, there's a book that's all like it's just this is like 100% documented. Like they, the food scientists adjust the amount of sugar, the amount of salt, the mouthfeel. That's a variable that these scientists use, right? That like mm-hmm. how it actually feels in your mouth to like increase the dopamine receptors to make sure that we buy more of those chips. So in just in this world, that's what we're in, right? And so like, I think it makes complete sense to me why if it affects like that type of the, what we call the hedonistic desire, which is, I don't mean to that to be disparaging. It's just like these foods literally trigger that part of our brain, but so do the other stuff. And that's why there's a lot of like, uh, you know, reactivity, why it affects one thing versus another also. Okay. Well, now I'm going to go to kind of, because those are the good things. And I'm using myself, like I said, as a guinea pig. I drink probably, maybe I'll drink like a glass of wine a night, maybe not even sometimes, but then I'm like, ew, this doesn't taste good. I don't like it like I used to. Why am I going to want, why do I want to drink just to drink? Whereas before I, you know, I could have easily had like three glasses of my favorite buttery Chardonnay and been like, you know, I wouldn't want to put it down. So that yeah. for me has been life changing. Some of the some of the negative feedback that I would like for you to address is, yes. um, and again, like we're a social media culture, right? So people see uh, stuff on TikTok. No, this when is important I first, to talk about. Yeah, when I first started the medications, so I would say spring of last year was when I got my first sample. I sat there for two weeks. And I stared at the shot and I, and I know because a lot of people, when I had my episode with Jennifer Witherspoon, she talked about this. I was so scared to give myself this shot. And I was so scared to start because I was like, what am I doing to myself? I'm going to like put my health at risk because I'm being so vain that I want to lose like this weight and 
Let me tell you something to all those people. This is just my case. I am so happy I gave myself that shot two weeks later because it kind of has, I mean, my clothes fit better again. I feel better. I don't drink as much. Like I said, I'm more motivated. I still want to lose like another 20. Um, but I just feel happier. Like I feel it didn't for some people, it doesn't do this. So my question is, because this is a lot of the feedback that people say is it causes gallbladder issues or pancreatitis. Um, okay. Or what's the other one that I hear a lot? Pancreatitis, gallbladder issues. And then there's another one that I can't, I'm blanking on right it's now. So can you address those, those for me? Yeah. Some of those. So, so, I, okay. so I tell everybody, right? Like, Everything has risks and benefits, right? So the risks of these medicines, so the main things people normally feel initially are some nausea, constipation. Some people feel a little bit, some people feel more, but as you use the medicine more and use it in the right way, those go away. The things we watch out for are things with cholecystitis, which is a gallbladder. Um, cholecystitis occurs because I mean, weight loss itself can cause that, but also these medicines do slow down gallbladder emptying. So there are, you know, cases of cholecystitis, um, pancreatitis as well. This can cause uh, renal failure, although I've never had a patient who's actually had renal failure, um, usually in the case reports because they're not drinking enough fluids. I think the more common thing we're going to start seeing more like the because it slows your GI tract. And so we've had cases of like um, ileuses, which is kind of like the bowel slowing down a little bit, right? My um, response to that is, first of all, I think you can mitigate a lot of that by dosing it correctly, right? Mm -hmm. By dosing it correctly and having a lot of follow-up. Like, again, what, just what we do is like, we meet with somebody for an hour initially, the clinician half an hour, we have unlimited health coaching appointments half an hour throughout the month. We have like um, concierge service, you can contact us eight to eight. So if there's anything that happens, you call us and we like get on the phone, we figure out, we brainstorm what we need to do. So I think our high touch approach really helps mitigate a lot of stuff, right? Um, which I know is not the case for a lot of places who are providing the medicines. Mm -hmm. um, so I think in that case, it's there. But again, just like, again, taking into account, like as a society, like, again, the status quo isn't working, right? And if something definitely, like if something has like less than a 1% chance of something happening like that versus doing nothing has, you know, like, Again, our unfortunately, excess weight has high rates of um, heart disease, strokes. Um, actually, it's not actually as well known, but like, you know, unfortunately, excess weight can cause risk of cancer because you have in increased estrogen production um, and also in increased insulin-like growth factors. So you have more like colon cancer and breast cancer and uterine cancers. And we know this because, um, you know, when we have people who've done gastric bypass and you've seen like that decreased rates of cancer compared to other people who haven't. And so basically, like, I think that um, just because something isn't 100% safe, does mm -hmm. that, I mean, we like, again, I, I don't mean to, I don't want to disparage these questions. These are important questions, right? And I want everyone to ask me anything, right? I like, this is important. I want to address all these things and I want to know all the social media stuff and I want to read them and I try to pay attention. I want to answer it. But I think just, I think, I guess when I think of it logically, it's like you go in a car, there's a certain amount of risk. There's a lot of stuff there, right? And I think like the positives of the medicine outweigh the negatives by such an overwhelming amount used in the right way, right? Um, I think it's just as society is 100% worth it, you know, to make it even more available to people. And I, I also wanted to like say like, 
I, I think I know, you know, you were saying like, oh, I was being big. I don't think that's a small thing. Like feeling like good about yourself is not a small thing. That's not mm-hmm. like how you interact with the world is not a small thing. Right. Like, and so um, the last point I want to make is like, you know, so I, I started as a hospitalist. I still work in the hospital, but like when I'm in the hospital, right. And like, usually I see people who've had like 30 years of disease, all the sugar molecules in their blood or the hypertension and all that causes stroke and all that. Like, this is the most gratifying thing I've ever done, right? Like I prevent decades, like me and my team, of course, all of us, we prevent um, decades of disease, right? Like, so people, and that's like, think of like, that's spreading like for the next decades, like they're living a better life. Like they feel better about themselves. They, when they don't have that heart attack and when they're 60, their kids aren't taking care of them at that moment, that job is not struggling with that, right? It's just like, again, it sounds grandiose, but like building it up all the way, you know, like people feeling better about themselves might be people relate to each other in better ways and be kinder and compassionate towards each other. Right. So like, I don't think any of this stuff is small. I think this is huge. And so I think just given all of that, like, you know, again, you know, with the, with the disclaimer it should be done safely, but I'm, there are safe ways to do it. Right. It's not like, oh my gosh, there's something inherent about the molecule and I can't use it or whatever. No, there's safe ways to do it. Okay. My next, my next question is, so a lot of feedback that people give or I read or because I read, I'm the biggest hypochondriac in the world. Like I lost my dad at 46 to leukemia. I'm sorry. I'm constantly like, um, like, what is that? What is that mole on my wrist? Like I always, I've been like this my whole life. I'm super paranoid. Um, so there's, there's a lot of feedback about, um, that I've heard this medicine's too new. That's a big one. Well, what, what's going to happen in 20 years because this medicine is too new, which I know that that's not true because this has been, but can you address that? Cause I can, tell you what I know, but I'm not the doctor. Yeah. So go ahead. No, no, no. So, so yeah. So I think that, um, well, yeah, of course it is true. Like you can never know the future, but the thing is that, um, you know, the first medicine in this class of medicine that got approved is called Liraglita. That's been out since like 2009, 2008. Um, it was initially, it's called Victoza for diabetes and it was approved for weight loss in that year as Saxenda, right? It's, It's in the same class of medicine right? Then we got Ozempic in 2016, which is semaglutide, which is a big medicine that came out. And now we have trizapatide, right? But we've had more than a decade of now like results of people using these class of medicines. And we've systematically studied them in multiple trials, right? And now we're continuously monitoring everything. And again, like that is true. And while there's a risk of anything, right? Just all available data has shown that these are safe. And again, I would, I would argue against people saying people who struggle like with excess weight, we know for sure that has so many health effects, right? And I do want to say that I think that like a lot of like basis behind a lot of this stuff is what I call, and you were kind of talking about it earlier, like what I call the willpower narrative. Like we think that, I think it's a fundamental misunderstanding of this problem, right? Because it's like, we all think, that it's a willpower, or this is the messaging we get rather, that all we gotta do is eat less, move more, that we're using this medicine, we're cheating, this is like a BS way, you should be able to do it on your own. Like, it's just misunderstanding what this is, right? Like, you wouldn't say that to a person who 
has diabetes, right? Or like to has like other like diseases, right? You wouldn't say like, oh, you shouldn't use this medicine. And I think like, I think because there's so much like of this like judgment and willpower, like thinking that like we should just be able to do this on our own. Why are you doing something that could be dangerous, right? But it's not working. Yeah, I agree. And I think that in our country, we have a big issue with, um, with hating people for their appearance or, um, you know, seeing someone, I mean, I know that when I read on social media, celebrity gains 10 pounds or doesn't bounce back the minute they have a baby, they're like chastised. They're treated like dirt, you know, and it's, it's really wrong. Um, I, I do want to say one time I went to a doctor, I don't see this doctor anymore. Um, but it was probably after I had my second daughter and I've always been, I lost the weight with my first child and then I've never been able to lose all the weight after the second. And I went to this doctor and she said, you need to eat 700 calories a day. And at the time, just so you know, I was doing 700 calories a day. She told me to literally, I was like, I do. And at the time I was doing soul cycle like five days a week. And she told me to eat 700 calories a day. And she made me feel so bad about myself. And so I think about all the women and Matt, I mean, Matt, this is an issue across the board that struggle with this. And I just really want people to know I wouldn't be talking about this or promoting it because I am, this is my platform. I like to talk about things I believe in or I have experience in. If I didn't really think that it's a good thing. And like you said, you kind of have to like weigh, I hate to use that word, no pun intended, weigh the options here that like, you know, for me, I'll use me again. When I started to gain the weight, my cholesterol went up. I would be interested because I haven't had a physical like probably in six months. If my I can probably bet that my cholesterol's gone down. That yeah. was like my one issue. It's a hereditary sure. thing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the LDL cholesterol might be a little bit less amenable to weight. Yeah, loss, yeah. Triglycerides and other parts of it definitely have gone down. Yeah, yeah. So, um, with everything that we've said today, plus if you are listening to this episode and you want to listen to somebody that. I met, her name's Jennifer Witherspoon. She lost 105 pounds on Manjaro. She is a walking testament. You can follow her on TikTok. I think her name is Mama. I can't remember the name. I'll post it on social media. But she she's a testament. I mean, there's so many people that this medicine has changed their lives. So... Yeah, I'm I mean, just I've gonna seen say it myself. that. Like, and I'm just, I'm just. So, have you like, used it yourself? It. Have you used it? I've yourself? used it intermittently, but I, I've lost. So, I've lost weight twice in my life. So, like, um, you know, when I was in high school, right, I struggled with weight. I was a very anxious kid. Um, I actually used to smuggle hydroxycut from GNC and take a lot of it <laughs> as a kid. I remember that stuff. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. And I lost a, a lot of weight going from senior to um, college. And then I gained a lot of weight in med school, residency, and all of this. And then um, 
I got married, which is helpful. And um, then I slowly stopped, like I started, um, I started losing weight. And then, um, so I had lost weight by the time I've gotten into this, but I feel like that experience has really helped me see it. And I now use it intermittently because that's how I use it as a tool for maintenance. Right. Okay. Because again, like you don't have to like after like, and I do it with all my patients, right? Like initially weekly, of course, and then, or whatever, like however it works in people's lives safely, of course, but then afterwards use it every two weeks, every three weeks, take people off, put them on, kind of use it as a tool that it is. Right. That again, was my, that like, was my next question. Sorry to talk over you. So once you get, no, no, no. so maybe talk about your own experience, but once you yeah. get to the point, like, so say I lose the amount I want to lose and I'm happy with it. Yes. Is this a let? Cause it, it is, there's so many components of weight gain. One of them's genetics, yes. one of them's food, yeah. one of them, there's so many I'm different things. Do people yeah. stay on this? Do you have to stay on this for the rest of their lives? So I think it's important to like, talk about why everyone quotes like this one statistic. So you get two mm-hmm. thirds of the weight. So this is an open order trial, right? Where they took like a group of people and over five months, they like put ramp them up to the highest dose of Wagovi, which is semaglutide, right? To 2.4. Then they took half the people, they put them on placebo and half the people they continued on 2.4. Over the next like 60 weeks, the placebo group regained two thirds of the weight, right? So I think like, obviously you have to design a trial in a specific way. And it's an interesting trial that shows something, but I think like how at least we use the medicine, right? Five months is too short to make these behavioral changes. And what we do is like, we use the medicine to do these things, right? Like if someone has, you know, has a habit of buying Doritos in the house or something, right? I, I keep picking on Doritos because that's one of my trigger foods, I guess. But like, <laughs> you know, um, basically like, and if we practice not having that, that's sustainable weight loss, right? If someone's coming home from work, stopping and getting the um, French fries and coming home. And if we figure out other things that truly work in their lives, that's sustainable weight loss, right? So there's that. And additionally, they went from like 2.4 to zero, right? Again, you have to do it for a trial, but like, you know, when people quote this thing in the media and they say like two thirds weight gain, they should see kind of like the specifics of what's going on. Like mm-hmm. I never do that, right? What we do is we go down slowly and we practice as we go down and then we can use it in interesting ways, like every two weeks, every three weeks, right? Because as you mentioned, right, there's many inputs in this whole thing. Right. It could be like, and I, I, cause I, that's like, again, we spend so much time talking to people initially and learn everything about their lives. It's like, you know, you could like, oh, I got my weight control. Then I got this new job. I have to commute two hours every day. I have to rush out of the house. I have to get something here. There's food at work all the time now. Right. Mm-hmm. Or like I got in this promoted, I'm in this position. I'm so stressed all the time now. Like I have to, I don't have any time when I come home or whatever. I had like kids. Right. And all the biological stuff that happens there and perimenopause, there's nothing that slows your metabolism down like that. Right. And so like, there's all of these factors that are in there. And this is a tool that can help with that because, you know, Frank, like nothing else is helping. Right. Like, it's not like we have, I mean, we can get like, I could spend a whole podcast talking about the travesty where we feed our kids. Right. But like, even like their food environments around us, there's only more, like if you go to the store now, there's like 30 types of M&Ms or something. It's just nuts. Like how crazy everything is getting. Right. And it's just like, it's, it's, that's what we do over and over again. We're like, we're going to take away the tool because that's cheating and you, it's up to you to figure out and we're not going to do anything to help you. Right. Cause this is like an individualistic thing, but it's so stupid. I mean, first of all, we're humans. We're only great cause we're together. We should work together to achieve things. Right. Which we do every single day, but it's just, I don't know. That was probably tangential, but it no, was like- I, I love it. And I think it's so important. 
Okay. My la- like one of my last things is, so say, cause a lot of my listeners, like I said, are all over the world and they want to, they want to meet with you. Um, or they want to get more information from you yeah. because they're sitting there like I was, or my friend was, and they're like, I want to start this, but insurance won't approve it. Or my insurance won't approve it, but I have the financial means to pay $1,500 a month out of pocket. That's not a sustainable thing for people. So if they can go the compounded route or they can get the insurance to approve it, how how does somebody contact you? They can go through your Instagram, but do you meet with people all over the country? Yes, we do. Okay. We're actually boarded like everywhere. We're expanding fast. The goal is to get everywhere. We can help anybody. Like we can figure out creative solutions to a lot of ways to help people. So I mean, the U.S. number like is the, we. I made it easy. I want it to be just like one number. So it's three one zero two two zero four five four three. Again, three one zero two two zero. Four five four three, and the same thing for Dr. Shaw. By the way, just like contact that number, um, or like just go to our website. We actually redid it, mindfulwellness.com, right? Okay. Mindfulwellness.com. And then where can people? Because I know, by the way, if you go on social media, this social media account is new, so I want people to know yes. that. I like to say that because sometimes people will see like there's not a lot incredible. of followers. Yeah. You, you guys, yeah, yeah. I am a testament to being a patient now of Dr. Shaw. I'm not kidding when I tell you I believe in what she does. I believe in what what Dr. Gupta does. Um, And I'm going to be his patient starting next week. Um, So I want you to really, if you want to kind of get a hold of your, whether it be your perimenopause symptoms or you're already in menopause, or even if you're not, say you're like, you're like, I'm not in perimenopause. I'm 38. Knowledge is power. Or say you're just yes. like in your early 30s and you're starting to have issues with PCOS or you're starting to have issues with weight gain or you had your first baby and you can't shake the weight call yeah. and, and like get some, like get some help. You deserve it. Like you're, yes. you're freaking fantastic. Yeah. I don't know many of you. And I get mad at you all the time because I want you all to reach out to me more. But I really, really genuinely mean this because you only have one life. We have one short life, one trip on this planet. Like, why not look and feel your best? I feel like I could be in your infomercial. So when you're ready to make one, I'm ready to be your spokesperson. We're done. That sounds great. No, I mean, I 100% believe that. I love that, right? Yeah, it's so true. true. We have tools, we have help. There's the ability to help now. And there's no reason we all have to be so Spartan about any of this stuff. Like saying like, oh, like I should just do everything on my own and everything. No, there's tools now, right? It's different. Yeah. And be, and also like, like I like to get on up on my podium or, and talk a lot. That's why I have a podcast. Um, ladies, if you're losing 30 pounds, like help everybody else out and tell them the truth. That's just like, that's just like my little skosh of a thing that I'm asking you because then when you tell people you're just like doing kickboxing and eating 700 calories a day, women feel bad about themselves or men feel bad about themselves because it's not, they can't do it. So if you're, if you are using this method, like own it, be proud, be like, thank God we live in the time that we do, that we have these medicines and we have all these resources. 
So with that, um, what, so what is your Instagram? I forgot to say what it was. It's a mindful wellness brands, my mindful wellness brands. So go follow. And, um, and I'm telling you right now, I'm a huge believer. And in closing, if you ever have questions, you know, you can always reach out to me. I love hearing from you all. I'm so grateful. Um, top 200 health and wellness, Apple, us charts. Thank you for that. Thank you for, um, always supporting me. Thank you for your reviews. I adore my listeners. I'm always so grateful to be doing this. And in closing, be happy by making other people happy. Thank you, Dr. Gupta. Thank you so much, Megan. This is a pleasure. Judging Megan with Megan Judge. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.